Come in. Come in. Come. Come back to my podcast. I am 24. This is my podcast. 24's podcast. The best video gaming podcast on the entire internet. Only a couple of months in and we're already the best. Have you seen everybody else out there? They're all garbage. They're all terrible. They don't have the intangibles. They don't have the swagger. They don't have the facts. They don't come with the things. They don't. They're not 24. That's why they're not the best. Got a fantastic show for you today. Uh, for the past couple of months, all you've been hearing is Rob Gronkowski. He's coming back to the Patriots. I got a story about that in a couple of minutes. Mason Rudolph. I was going to talk about this yesterday, but I didn't have a podcast yesterday. We'll talk about Mason Rudolph and how obnoxious he is as a football player. We'll talk about Dak Prescott, among other things. Of course, we always got to talk about Dak Prescott on 24's podcast. And much, much more. Thursday night, tomorrow, maybe tonight, to be honest with you, because I'm, I'm recording this podcast at, t- at, t- at 10 o'clock at night. But all of that and more right here on 24th Podcast. called it. I've been calling it. I've been saying it for weeks now. And uh, I've kind of just backed off because it's uh, it's been obvious to me and, and, and you know, some people have stopped talking about it. I've stopped talking about it. But a lot of people at the beginning of the year, uh, of the football year, of course, they said, you know what, Robert Gronkowski, he's going to get that phone call from Tom Brady and he's going to, he's going to play football again. He's going to play football again. You know, Bill Belichick, Tom, they're going to say, one more, one last ride, one last ride, Gronk, one last ride. Everybody keeps saying that to me. And you know what I said to them in retort? You know what I said to those people? I said, he's a smart guy. You know, he's a smart guy. He doesn't, he's not going to show it. It's not a part of his brand to be a smart guy, but he is. Behind the scene, he's an incredibly intelligent human being, even though behind even though not behind the scenes, but even though, you know, in, you know, to, to the masses, he's just, you know, he's just this meathead that parties. As a matter of fact, I was, I was watching his, uh, his commercial with Fox for Fox and it's all just about him partying. There's red cups everywhere. His hotel room is thrashed. Check, check this out. Check this out. Here's a small audio clip from, from the advertisement. But he doesn't even work out. You know what? I think this is going to work out just fine. Welcome to the family. Thank you. This is going to be great. You know, since I'm back, hit me long. Touchdown, baby! Woo! Grog Spike. Ready for him to score some touchdowns. We're up as well. Everybody give it up for Rob Grogkowski. Right, he's a, you know, he's a party guy. That's the brand. That's the motto. But in reality... I don't think he spent a dime of most of his game checks. I think where a lot of his, like some of you are like, what? That bl-? Then how does he pay for stuff? Advertisements. You get a lot of money. I think you get more money from advertisements than you actually do playing football. How ironic. 
How ironic is that? But he does, you know, a lot of... But that's not exclusive to Gronk, Marshawn Lynch, for example. He does that. Again, another intelligent human being who the whole purpose is for him to say, you know, not the whole purpose, but for him... His his brain is kind of like the... I don't, you know, what, what's it called? What's the phrase he said? I'm just here so I won't get fined. That's his brand, right? Who they are in reality aren't who they are in their brand world thing. So I've been saying for months, I'm like, Robert Gronkowski is really, really intelligent. You know, not just because of, obviously, him not spending any money on his, uh, any of his game checks, stuff like that. But also because he's very, very articulate. If you listen to him on Fox, he's very, very smart with how he talks and how he speaks. He said in an interview with uh, with maybe The Atlantic or something like that, some sports uh, website, he went on and he was like, you know what, I had during that Super Bowl night, during the night of the Super Bowl, after the Super Bowl, of course, he was crying because of how much pain he was in. He had a thigh bruise. Uh, that he had to get drained. I think he had. I think. He, I think he had some broken bones here and there. He was just in a, an incredible amount of pain. He couldn't walk. It was horrible. And I think what he understands is, is that like if I go out there, if I go out there one more time, it's like it's just a, a whole bunch more pain for what? Pain and suffering for another Super Bowl. I got three championships. I'm a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer. He's easily the best tight end in all of football. I love Shannon Sharp, love Ante- love Tony Gonzalez, but um, in his in his prime, he's way better than every other tight end in the entire NFL in the NFL in football football history. What's another Super Bowl ring going to give him? What maybe a step up? I mean, Shannon and and uh, I, I think Shannon has three. Tony doesn't have any, and I think Gronk. It's like. It, it, I cannot explain to you his level of athleticism. And the reason why, I'm like, I think, like, Shannon and and Gronk, they both have the exact same amount of Super Bowls, but I'm like, if I had to pick one or the other, I'm picking Gronk. I'm picking Gronk. One play, one drive, Gronkowski. One play, one drive, Gronk against Antonio Gonzalez. But his special announcement on Tuesday, it wasn't, oh, okay, he's returning to the Patriots, he's coming back to football, blah, blah, blah. It is, he's having a music festival during the Super Bowl weekend. I think it's the Saturday before the Super Bowl. How on brand is that? Remember how I was talking about his brand? See, some of the stuff, I, I'm a pretty smart guy myself, you know, I'm, I like to play chess sometimes instead of checkers. But remember how I was talking about how his brand is the you know the party meathead type of guy this just flows directly into his brand this is his brand a party guy known at Arizona for apparently turning a, a, a house into a water slide I mean it's so on brand for him let's make a let's, you know let's let's just have a, a, a you know a, a music festival during the Super Bowl weekend let's party during the Super Bowl you know because he wanted to party before and after the Super Bowl, but now he gets the party because he's not playing for the Patriots anymore before and after the Super Bowl. Incredibly on brand, incredibly smart move because you know for a fact that Robert Gronkowski, sorry for referring to him as Robert, but Gronkowski, I'll just go Rob Gronkowski. I'll refer to him in a bunch of different ways. He has a lot of different names, but you know that Gronkowski, he was listening to all this hubbub, all of this BS, 
all of this noise coming out of a whole bunch of different media people. Like, everybody's saying, you know what, Robert Gronkowski, he's coming back to football. He's playing football again. Even though, apparently, he didn't, like, work out again for, like, three months after the Super Bowl. And I'm like, yeah, of course, yeah, he's, he's going he's gonna to come back in football shape. Yeah, of course. Yeah, he's going to be ready to play football against some of the world's top athletes and be able to shred people like he once was a year ago. Like, I think he was down maybe, like, 10 to 15 pounds within the last couple of months. Within the, not the last couple of months, but within like the last nine months. Which for some people, they're going to say, well, that's not a lot of weight. Some people that is, but for some people that's not. For him, he's he's like 260. I think he's like 250 now. That's a lot of weight for a tight end in the NFL. He hasn't worked out, but everybody's like, he's coming back. He's coming back. I don't think he's coming back. I think he's like, I think he, and by the way, he also has his own business now. He has the whole... CBD, the marijuana products. I think they're not marijuana. I don't know. I see them in gas stations all the time. And I don't live in California. But he's like, you know what? I got my own business. I got stuff that I'm passionate about. I got my paychecks from Fox. I'm starting my own music festival. He is not coming back to the NFL. He isn't. He is not coming back to the NFL whatsoever. I love Gronk. I love his game. I love his speed. I love his tenacity. He's easily one of the toughest son of a guns that I've ever seen play football. And there's a lot of them. There's Marshawn Lynch. There's Cam Chancellor. There's Zeke Elliott. There's Dak Prescott. There's Tom Brady. There's Aaron Rodgers. There's Cam Newton. There's Steve Smith Sr. That's one of my favorites. Julian Edelman, another favorite. A lot of tough sons of guns. Ray Lewis, a lot of tough son of a guns that play football now. Rob Gronkowski, he like, like, it, 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 I, I, I would think he's up there with like Ray Lewis and and uh, and Steve Smith Sr. and Julian Edelman for just like the amount of hits that he's taken and given. Let me tell you something, man. He's a tough guy, and I and and every single time he had to be taken out of football games, you know he must have been hurting because he pretty much. From week one to the end of the... Sorry about that. He was probably playing a little bit injured. He probably had an injury here or there. So for me, I think he knows his body. I think he's pretty intelligent about his body. He's a pretty intelligent guy. He leveraged beautifully this whole notion that the... I mean, it was pretty much free advertisement (laughs) when you think about it because the media is hyping this whole situation up of Rob Gronkowski is coming back to the the Patriots and Robert Gronkowski, he's like, why not just start my own music festival or promo it on Tuesday and this big announcement, right, and get the word out and pretty much uh, use the leverage that I've created just by retiring and advertise my own music, not my, yeah, my own music festival. The media has done half my work for me. All I got to do is bring it on home. He's like, thank you to everybody who predicted that I was coming back to the league. I get to advertise my music festival now. Do you honestly think that Bill Belichick would let this go on? Would let Gronkowski have a music festival the weekend of the Super Bowl when he's all about no distractions? It's done. He's not coming back. I hate to say it, but also I like to say it. Want to know why? Because Rob Gronkowski was playing hurt. He was getting hurt. He's, he's a tough guy. But at the same token, I actually care. I, I care that, that he doesn't get any hurt, that he doesn't get hurt anymore 
because of how much he's given to the game already. You can't say that he didn't cheat us. You can't say that Robert Gronkowski didn't play his freaking heart out in the Super Bowl, out of the Super Bowl, that he didn't give it 110%. I'm done. I'm happy. I'm happy with what I got from his football career. I'm not even a Patriots fan. I'm just a Tom Brady fan. I'm I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan. I'm a New England Patriot supporter. There we go. That's 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 how I always phrase that question. 24, are you a Patriot fan? No. Patriot supporter. Dallas Cowboy fan. So congratulations to Robert Gronkowski. Uh, you played the entire media, which I absolutely love. I think for like a couple of weeks, I was like, you know what? I think he may be coming back. He may or may not be coming. Well, like, we'll, we'll see. But for the most part, I was like, He's a pretty smart guy. I don't think he's coming back. I don't think he's coming back. Hold on, let me type something in. Is my internet busted? Okay, here we go. So, this song... You know what? It goes out to every single person that thinks that Robert Gronkowski is going to come back to the NFL. If you think that he's coming back, if you think that he's going to make a miraculous return to save the New England Patriots, in a couple of months, you're going to be by yourself. He's going to be chilling in Miami Beach. Mimosas, Bud Lights, a lot of alcohol, a lot of hot, lot of, lot of hot women in Miami. I don't know. I've never been. But there's gonna be a whole bunch of fun stuff that Robert Gronkowski is gonna do. Press. He's gonna do. He's gonna do interviews. He's gonna do all that jazz. And everybody's gonna be like, I can't believe Robert Gronkowski didn't come back to the Patriots. Well, guess what? You heard it here from 24. His ass isn't coming back to the Patriots. And if you're one of those people, if you're one of those people that keeps on hoping, hope, give it up, give up hope. He's retired. He's he's living his damn best life. Leave the man alone. He's happy. He's enjoying it. He's on Fox. You see him in the suits. He's still got the bicep. He's straight. He's good. He's fine. You just need to chill out. You got the best quarterback in the league. You got a Super Bowl MVP. Second most playoff catches in NFL history, sandwiched between Michael Irvin and Jerry Rice. Third and third and first spot, Julian Edelman is in the second slot. Are you bleeping kidding me? How much more stuff do you need? I get it. Tom Brady has thrown to like 17 wide receivers this league this year. He hasn't had a whole lot of people. Nikhil Harry's been hurt, and he's not the type of guy that he's not he's not the guy right now that has come up and shown out for this football team. I get it. It's a little bit lonely out there. You want a big rock. You need to find somebody else. It's Bill Belichick. It's your fault. It's your team's fault. You didn't get him some help. His offensive line, you're, you're plagued by injuries. You released Danny Amendola. You didn't get him back. You didn't re-sign Chris Hogan. Bet you want him now, didn't ya? Didn't ya? He's in Carolina, not doing a whole lot of nothing.
Somebody needs to call somebody up. Tell them Gronk is not coming back. And that's perfectly fine. Turn it up just a little bit. Turn, turn it up just a little bit. Tell you something, trying to save you, trying to save you from yourself, trying to save you from yourself. How gracious is that? Didn't have to do it, didn't want to do it. You think I want to say Gronkowski is retired? No, I did not. But he's fine where he is, he's earned it. Let him have his retirement, let him have his fun. Sacrificed mind and body for football, for a sport. When was the last time a person did that? Let him have his fun. I'm done. He's done for me. He's, he's the best tight end in all of football. What, what the hell else do you need? He gave you 10, 10 good years. 10 good years. Didn't cheat you? Didn't want to cheat you? He's, he's a, he gave you everything he had. He's done. Put him down. Let, lay him to rest. And say, you know what, Gronk? I hope you have a fantastic rest of your life. You gave your all to the New England Patriots. Thank you for, thank you for doing what you did for us. Being easily the best tight end in, in the NFL. In NFL history. Future Hall of Famer Rob Gronkowski, 87. His name, his jersey, his number will be retired in the rafters of Gillette Stadium. For as long as this organization is alive, they will always remember 87. Don't get greedy. Don't get greedy. Let him go. Let him go. All right, on to the next thing. Uh, Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph is an instigator. I'll, I'll be the one to say it. Uh, he's an instigator. He's a, he, you know, I, I, saw, I saw him trying to get Miles Garrett's helmet off. And um, you know what? I thought to myself, I was like, yeah, the reaction from Miles Garrett, it wasn't necessarily what needed to happen. It wasn't necessarily something that, <clears throat> that should have happened. But then on top of that, I looked, I, there's this other angle on it, this other angle, where Mason Rudolph is kicking Miles Garrett in the groin. Like, some people think that it's his thigh, some people, it, like, if it was his thigh, even, not even if it was his thigh, let's just consider, yes, it was his thigh, it's still pretty close to, you know, to your, to your balls, lack of a better term, your wavels your manhood, whatever you want to call them. A lot of precious cargo is down there, right? So let's say you just got, you, and, and it's not like one time, it's repeatedly. Let's just say you get kicked in the groin, in the balls, manhood, whatever you want to call it, repeatedly. What exactly do you think your response would be? 
to that person who just did that. Oh, you know, I'm just, I'm just gonna say, you know what, I forgive you, you know, it's, it's not, no, it's like, you, you want some blood. You want some blood, and you want to make sure that that person, whoever they are, will not do that ever again. So, I heard, uh, I heard Shannon Sharp's, uh, Sharp, excuse me, say, um, you know, that, that Miles Garrett had used excessive force when it came to that, uh, that response, when it came to that, you know, to uh, Mason Rudolph. And he shouldn't have used excessive force. Should he have not used excessive force? Should he have restrained himself? I don't think so. I thought that it was perfectly within his right to go out to Mason Rudolph and defend himself to that degree. Because it's not as if Mason Rudolph, I I would have completely understood it. I wouldn't have understood it. Because we're talking about if something, if, if he hits him with the harder part of the helmet, which apparently the helmet that he had hit him with was the softest part. But let's say he hits him with the hardest part of the helmet. Miles Garrett is like 300 pounds almost. He, it, it's, it's all muscle. He's a pretty strong, big dude. He could have potentially have skull fractured Mason Rudolph. Just absolutely cracked open his skull, bleeding. He potentially could have killed him, or or worse yet, in fact, he probably has just given him severe brain damage. Right? So all of that, just because some guy, you know, tried to rip your helmet off? No, 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 no. No. I think he kicked him in the balls. Repeatedly. With cleats on. I'm fine with the response. I don't like that some people are saying, well, he shouldn't have done that. I'm like, eh. Listen, like, you can't, you, first and foremost, it's not like it's out of nowhere. He kicked him in the balls first. So he instigated the fight, and then Miles Garrett settled the fight. I'm always, I'm always for settling the fight. Always for settling the fight. Maybe that's just my opinion. Maybe that's just me. I'm always for it. When it comes to settling the fight. And if Mason Rudolph did not want that smoke, then guess what? You shouldn't have put your hands on Miles Garrett. Because now he has the right to retaliate. But even more importantly than that, not only does he have the right to retaliate, retaliate, he should. Anywhere else, like let's say he gets kicked in the face, for example. Because that's essentially what just happened, even worse to some extent. Because you can get kicked in the face and it not really hurt that much. But if you get kicked in the balls, put it to you like this, man. I mean, when a, when a girl kicked my manhood like an NFL punter, I saw her. She, had, she was like 10 yards out. She put up her hand like an NFL punter, like she was about to kick off. Not a punter, but a kicker, excuse me. Like she was about to do the NFL kickoff. She looked to her right. She looked to her left like she was looking at her special teamers. She ran up to me and clocked me, clean clocked me in my, in my nuts. All the girls were laughing. All the, all the guys were saying, 24, 24, are you all right? 24, what happened? You know what I said to all those guys, all the guys that said to me, 24, are you okay? 24, are you okay? You know what I said to them? No. So you know what? 
you know what? I'm all, I'm fine. I'm fine with Mason Garrett protecting his manhood. I'm not fine with Mason Rudolph going going into a pressure after the game and saying, you know what? That was Bush League. That was, but you know what's Bush League? Starting a fight and not being able to finish it. How about that, Mason Rudolph? How do, how about you clean up your room when you make it messy? Why don't you finish the food on your plate that you put on? You know, instead of saying that's Bush League hiding behind your offensive line, why don't you get your stuff together? Stop instigating fights. He shouldn't have instigated the fight. Should Miles Garrett had should have should he have retaliated with such means? Some people are going to say no, that's dangerous. He could have killed him, but guess what? Mason Rudolph could have taken the ability of Miles Garrett to have kids. Think about it like that. Think about it like that. Cuz remember Miles Garrett did not instigate this fight. And some people are going to say, well, well, Miles Garrett drove him to the ground. He drove him to the ground. It was garbage time. And it's like, well, well, guess what? It's damn football. It's football. If you leave your quarterback on an island, your left tackle is getting beat up by Miles Garrett for the entirety of the football game, and you just say on the last play of the game, you know what? How about this? How about this? We're going to run some type of screenplay. It's going to take long time, a long time to develop, and we're just going to have Miles Garrett come off free, and hopefully Mason Rudolph can get the football off before Miles Garrett can come and clean clock his ass. They're divisional rivals. Do you not expect them to play physical? This is exactly what you expect the Cleveland Browns to do. I don't blame Miles Garrett for anything. He could have killed Mason Rudolph 100%, but Mason Rudolph started that fight. You can't tell me, oh, he, he, he started the fight. That doesn't mean that he deserves an ass whooping. He deserves an ass whooping and some change. And Mason Rudolph, excuse me, Miles Garrett gave him that change. He said, you want 50? I'll give you 50. Your ass whooping comes out to $1.50 and I'll make sure that I'll get you all of it. I'll ping open the cash register, I'll take out the 50 cents, I'll give you the dollar, I'll throw it in your face and say thank you, have a nice day. Don't talk to me about, don't talk to me about instigation, don't talk to me about, well he should have taken it easy on him. He got exactly what, if you didn't want that smoke, you shouldn't have started a fire. Don't talk to me. Don't come crying to me when you get your ass whooped and you and and you started the damn fight. That's what I gotta say on the Mason Rudolph situation. Do I think Miles Garrett should should get suspended? Yes, because they fought. I also think Mason Rudolph should have also gotten suspended as well because I saw him grabbing on the Miles Garrett's helmet. I didn't see the groin kicks, but I saw the grab, and I'm like, why isn't Mason Rudolph suspended? He was in the fight as well. He wanted. He was acting like he wanted smoke, but he had his offensive lineman coming. I now don't even blame the other guy coming in and shoving Mason Rudolph from behind. Can we stop with this horse mess? I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you something, man. I'm trying to tell you. He's not as innocent as you think he is. Saw this article today in uh in the Philly. What's it called? The Philly, the, the, the green it's it's something Philadelphia. 
in that article, something interesting happened across my my screen. Apparently, you know, apparently they 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 now want to say because the Philadelphia Eagles they can't they cannot stop coming up with excuses. They keep saying, you know what? Why didn't the Eagles draft DK Metcalf instead of JJ Arcega Whiteside? Why didn't they get that guy? Why didn't they get DK Metcalf? Well, A, it's because he was an undervalued draft pick coming out of Ole Miss. I said this when he got when uh, when they were drafting him. I didn't have a podcast uh, when they were drafting. Trust me when I say I will have a draft night live podcast. I'm not gonna not gonna pause it. I want live reactions. I'm gonna upload it literally after after the game is uh, not after the game. Excuse me, the draft is over with. But when I saw DK Metcalf, I was like, uh, weren't you know his combine results, all that good stuff. I was like, why is he not? Why is he not drafted? Why is he not? Why is he not like? first-round drafter. He was a second-round draft pick. I was like, Jesus Christ, teams that needed a wide receiver, they screwed up. The Philadelphia Eagles were 100% one of them. They drafted this dude named J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. I have this theory of, uh, of football players where it's like, if your name is like that, if it's way too long to pronounce, you're probably not going to be that good of a football player. J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. That's his full, that, that is his full name. His full name is Arcega-Whiteside. That's his last name. Jesus Christ. And the reason why, by the way, the reason why, he's apparently he's from Spain. That's why his name is so weird. Oh, J.J. Harsega Whiteside. Or something Spanish like that. Six th- he's six foot three. Holy shit. Don't tell me that's his fucking... Uh, is that seriously his stats? Is that his stats? (gasps) Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. He has three receptions for 43 yards. And I cannot, I, I, when I saw those stats, I was like, that's, that's BS. That's, there's no way his statistics are that bad. That those are his numbers. Three receptions, 43 yards. Hold on. Hold on. I got to play you something. Hold on. Oh my goodness, dude. That deserve that deserves a special song that I like to play in times like these. In times like these, you got to have a special song in your back pocket to be able to play, enthuse the crowd, get the crowd going, you know, make sure that everybody can get pumping up. You know, get 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 the crowd pumping a little bit. Get them crowd, get them going. Raise the roof and have some fun. Throw away the work to be done. 
Everybody sing, everybody dance. Lose yourself in wild romance. We're going to party, caramba, fiesta, forever. Come on and sing along. We're going to party, caramba, fiesta, forever. Let me tell you something. As a cowboy fan, that tickles me pink. <laughs> oh, those damn eagles! They are so terrible! They are so god awful! Oh my god! Oh, sweet Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, eagles. Oh, you, you mediocre. You below average. You know you won Super Bowl in 60 years having selves. You're disgusting. Booing Santa Claus and cheering Michael Irvin when he has a career-ending injury. I have no sympathy for you damn Philadelphia Eagles. How do you like that action? You got J.J. Arcega White side over DK. Oh, my goodness. Oh, sweet Jesus. What, what, what's DK at? What's, what's his stats? What's his stats? Yeah. Yeah. Yes! We're gonna have a party! Turn it, turn it up a little bit! Turn it up! Turn it up! my fun I've had my fun ah it's time to it's time to get back to business I did not realize this I did not realize how great DK Metcalf was playing in comparison to JJ Arcega Whiteside Arcega Whiteside let me find the uh the Eagles you know, the cool thing sometimes, you know, this is why we're the best. This is why, you know, we're the best. I mean, wh what podcast do you listen to that plays Lionel Richie? Pretty much pretty much every single uh, podcast. <clears throat> now, some people are going to ask me, well, 24. I'm, I'm, I'm doing a little bit of research, doing a little bit of uh, homework right now. Sometimes certain things, they fall together. Other times, uh, they don't. Okay. Okay. So, didn't realize how low DK was uh, was picked. He was picked 64th in the second round. So, he was just outside. He was just inside the the, uh, the second round. When he, like, like literally just inside. He got uh, the Philadelphia, not the Philadelphia, the Seattle Seahawks. They traded uh, the for the 64th 
pick in the draft uh, from the Patriots. They got DK. <clears throat> the Philadelphia Eagles, they got J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, 57th pick. And they also got Miles Sanders from that uh, from from that draft as well. Miles Sanders, very, very good running back, the new guy from uh, from Penn State. You know, because Penn State, they, they have some pretty good running backs. I don't know. They have. They also have pretty good running games as well. Not just running backs, but offensive linemen, stuff like that. In comparison, just in case if you, just in case if you're wondering, uh, DK has five touchdowns, 35 receptions, 595 yards, and 17 17 yards per catch, pretty much. He has a long one of 54 yards. Jesus Christ, man. I mean, listen, I, I can't I can't justify you why he was picked so low. Um I did. I, I mean, to be honest with you, there's a lot of like the New England Patriots, they pretty much picked Nikhil Harry. I I think they thought he was gonna be a better version of DK. Um he's I mean, he's hurt. So I think they I think a lot of people thought he was going to be a lot more hurt than he honestly was or is. Like he had a neck injury. A lot of people were worried that he wouldn't play anymore, so that's kind of why his draft stock kind of fell. But he's fine now. He's fine. He hasn't missed a single uh, a single game uh this year, I don't think. So DK's DK's balling, man. He is balling. He's balling like a baller, like a footballer. He runs a four something. He runs like a four forty at two hundred and thirty pounds. But the whole JJ Arcega Whiteside thing, it's like, listen, what does he do? What does JJ Arcega Whiteside do exactly? What's his what's his archetype? By the way, the Cowboys they got Tristan Hill, so. Oh yeah, and we could have gotten DK Metcalf. What does he do exactly? Yeah, he has three receptions, 40. He doesn't even have more yards than DK. Like, DK has 73, not 73, excuse me, but he, per catch, DK averages like 17. JJ Arcega-Whiteside averages 14. How many games has he even played in? I think is a better question. He's played in 10 games. So he's played every single season. He's only started one game. Oh, my God. And he has a long... Reception of 29 yards. That's a. Uh, that's not very good. Speaking of wide receivers, saw a couple of days ago, Alan Hearns just got signed to a two year extension by the Miami Dolphins. I'm extremely happy for that dude. He played his freaking arse off for us, Dallas Cowboys. He got hurt. I wanted to see him get a second chance, but, you know, stuff like that happens uh, sometimes. But I am happy for him. I'm continuously happy for that dude. He's, you know, he's a good guy. He, he he's a good guy. Sometimes, you know, sometimes most of the time good guys don't win, nice guys don't win. He feel like he should win. So, <clears throat> that's what I'm very very happy to talk about. That has nothing to do with JJR Sager Whiteside. I just thought that that should be, you know, thrown out there. Um I mean, I I, I don't really know what to say about JJR Sager Whiteside besides like he's I, I don't even know what he does. I don't know if he plays slot. I mean, he's 6'2", so you would think that he would be able to play inside and outside, right? 
but I don't know what's what's his archetype. What does he do? Like, what is his skill set? Strengths: imposing combination of height, weight, and play strength. Bunch of buzzwords that don't mean anything. Steady climbs in production each season. Plays strong inside the route. Hits accelerator when he gets defender leaning in the route. Savage in the red zone with his post skills on display. Puts cornerbacks on his hip and keeps them there. Balances on defender with burly frame and waits to make ball adjustment. Let me see this dude. He does not look 6'2". How how much does he weigh? He weighs 225. So he's actually pretty close to DK. He doesn't look like that at all. He looks like... He looks shorter. How tall is DK? He's 6'3". So they're almost the same height and weight. They don't look the same when it comes to their height and weight. Like, he looks smaller when it comes to his height, and he looks skinnier. Let me let me see, like, a picture of this dude. For, for some hilarious reason, every single time I type in J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, I get a picture of DK on my computer. Yeah, he looks leaner. He doesn't look as as big. And, um, yeah, I, I, I don't see it, man. I don't see the six foot two, 225. He doesn't have the def- the same definition. He definitely doesn't have the same strength. And, um, I just, I just have not seen the same, the same type. I mean, maybe he lost weight. I don't, I don't know, man, but he definitely doesn't look like a, a DK Metcalf. Now I type in DK Metcalf in a Google images Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. This dude looks like a freaking... The, the, like, like if he put on the Predator suit, if he put on the mask, if he was wearing the dreads, man, you would think that he's like a freaking Predator from, you know, from the movies. The aliens that cloak and stuff like that. This is one big human being. I mean... He has apparently 1.6% body fat. The thing is, when when teams are drafting, they don't... Sometimes they take risks on guys. Other times they don't. The Cowboys, for example, they took a, a risk, a huge risk, on trying to draft Jalen Smith, who probably should have been a top 10 draft pick in the league, but because he was injured, hint, hint, he fell all the way to the Cowboys in the second round, right? So that's exactly what happened to DK Metcalf because everybody thought he was going he was injured and they didn't want to touch him and they thought that he wasn't going to play anymore. Guess what? They said they said we're done with him. We don't think he's going to play. He has issues. And when I saw that he was drafted by the Seahawks, I was like, "Wow. That is a fantastic pickup for the Seahawks. You have easily probably one of the best deep threats in the league. And by the way, he's not that bad at running routes. I've saw I've seen enough Seattle games to be able to say he's not that bad at running routes. Everybody has overblown that to exhaust and oh DK, he can only run verticals and stuff like he's a monster. He is an absolute monster. He can run inside, he can run outside. Sometimes they even put him in the slot, to be honest with you. That's how good at route running he is. And worse yet, because I thought this was going to be an absurdly dangerous combination. I was like, worse yet, you also have him being pl- uh, playing with, excuse me, with Russell Wilson. How do you like that apple? How do you like them apples? You like the one of the best deep threats in the league with one of the best, if not the best, deep threat at quarterback in Russell Wilson. I mean, you want to talk about a match made in heaven? For the rest of that division, it has been a match made in hell. He's a rookie. 
and he already has 500 yards. Excuse me, 600. He's five yards away from having 600 yards. He has 35 receptions on the year. Do you realize how tiny that is? And like 35. If he gets 70, he's going to have 1,000 yards. That's insanely low. And he's getting an extreme amount of production. And he has five touchdowns, by the way. Oh my goodness. This, I mean, he's, he's an absolute insane football player. I'm trying to tell you something. This, is, this guy is something special. He's something special. Not just when it comes to his athleticism, but his ability to, to do everything that a wide receiver can do. I, I haven't seen him drop a, I haven't seen him drop a lot of footballs. Haven't seen him shy away from contact. Haven't seen him, you know, not be able to do the things that a wide receiver is is able to do. And then you have J.J. Arcega Whiteside with four, three receptions, forty three yards. In comparison, he has like a tenth of DK's yards, and he's and he has like almost a fifth of his total yards. Not a fifth, a, yeah, a tenth of his yards. He has a tenth of his receptions, a tenth of his yards. And it's week 10, and J.J. has played in every single game this year, apparently. Weakness, hold on, catches with sudden, strong hands, carves out space and finishes combat catches, able to drop low and dig out grass burners, able to bull through tackles for additional yards after catch, highly confident field demeanor. What? Isn't that what you're supposed to do? Aren't you supposed to be confident in your demeanor? What? Some of this, like some of these draft analysis, analysis are like the dumbest things I've ever heard in my life. Like, oh, highly confident field demeanor. What, what, what is that? Oh my god! Here are his weaknesses. And by the way, I that that's not DK that I was reading off. This is uh, this is Arcega Arcega Whiteside. Struggles to free himself from physical press corners. Will need to work on release encounters for next level. Excessive stutter stepping pre-release. Made it alignment for. May need alignment or pre-snap movement to free him versus certain mashups. Plays with some high, plays with some hip tightness. Takes additional time to sink, settle, and open on comebacks. Missing acceleration to run by clingy corners. What? Missing acceleration to run by clingy corners. Okay. Average burst to separate at the top. Unlikely deep ball threat as a pro. Room for improvement with hand placement as a blocker. So pretty much they're using him probably... So pretty much what they're saying, his weaknesses, which are way better articulated. His weaknesses are he pretty much doesn't have the ability to play wide receiver. And he needs to essentially... Uh, be a be probably transitioned to some type of like blocking receiver, uh, a Noah Brown, if you will, for the Cowboys. Speaking of Noah Brown, fuck man, he hasn't played a fucking game this season. Fucking hell, man, is he off of injured reserve or like why hasn't he played yet? Because he hasn't, because he's been injured. He like for instance, Noah Brown is like he he's been a blocking wide receiver for the Cowboys for like two three years. And he's 6'2", 225 pounds. He's the exact same height and weight as, uh, as DK Metcalf and J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. Check this out for his, uh, for his receptions. 
<clears throat> and yards. So this is 2017, four for 33. And uh, for 2018, five for 54, right? So he essentially is a blocking wide receiver. Is he healthy? Like, what the fuck is going on with JJ with, with this dude, man? I thought he was going to be healthy this year. Uh, I, I, I don't know why he hasn't. I don't know why he isn't on the team. Like he was, uh, he was put on the injured reserve list to start this season. Hasn't done anything like this entire year. Let Let me check this out. Hold on. Oh boy. I'm trying to find if he's been activated yet or not. I mean, I'll get into wide receivers for the Dallas Cowboys in a second here. Just wrote something very, very important down. We'll get into it in a second, in a couple minutes, but he's a seventh round uh, draft pick. I mean, I, I don't know if he's been cleared off of waivers yet. Or cleared for for play. I'm not. I'm not finding anything. I don't know if he's off of injured. I I don't. I don't know if he's off of any injuries yet. I don't really know what exactly is the plan for him. I I don't know, man. I don't know. But I want to get back on the Eagles, and I'll tie a pretty bow around the Eagles here with this, right? So, in the podcast earlier on, I mentioned that Tom, as in Tom Brady has thrown to 17 different receivers this season. 17. 17. Right? 17. Carson Wentz, I don't think, has thrown for that amount at all. When you look at the Patriots, they've had guys come off the practice squad, guys that they've signed, Guys that have been injured. Nikhil Harry has been injured for the entire season. They've had guys like Antonio Brown come and go. Easily, the Eagles have had a way better passing situation than Tom Brady. Easily. Easily. Because at least if you can say, you know what, you, I'll, I'll give you the, the wide receiver position is kind of a wash here. Right? You know, it's, it's kind of like which team has the worst wide receiving core. Some people are going to say, well, it's, you know, look at Nelson. He doesn't catch anything. Well, at least he gets separation. At least he's, you know, experienced. Tom is throwing the undrafted free agents. You want Wentz to throw the undrafted free agents? Okay. But we can definitely say without a shadow of a doubt that Wentz has a better tight end core. All right, that's, that's inarguable. He has one of the best tight ends in the league. But with Brady... Do you hear him complaining? Do you hear people saying, you know what, it's it's the wide receivers, blah, blah, blah. There's, I, I even said this. I'm like, Brady's got to play better. He's got to play better. He's got to figure it out. 
because our expectations of Brady is that no matter who he plays with, he'll get the job done. Now, obviously, this may be, uh, I think this is the the first time in his career, or this is like, he's thrown more passes to more wide receivers this year in his 42nd, in, not in his 42nd, in his like 20th year playing in the NFL. He's 42 years old. <clears throat> first time in his NFL career throwing to this many dudes in one season. Like that's, that's unacceptable as an organization. They got to get him some wide receivers. They got to get him some playmakers. Carson Wentz, on the other hand, if you're having issues with this, if you're having issues with these problems, like, I can't help you. I really, I, I can't help Carson Wentz. I can't help him as a quarterback. I don't know what he does. If he can't overcome this, if he can't figure out a way to get Orsega Whiteside, if he can't get some of these other dudes involved, <coughs> like, I don't know why you paid him $128 million for. Don't talk to me about DK Metcalf. Don't talk to me about uh, don't talk to me about all these other dudes that you could have had. Talk to me about the guys that you do have, because you got two of the best tight end. You probably have one of the best tight end cores in the league, maybe first or second only to the Ravens, right? So you got to figure some of this crap out. It doesn't come easy to some people. Either you figure it out, or you don't. Speaking of, uh, of, of figuring some stuff out, I want to talk a little bit. I'll end the podcast with uh, with some DAC talk, and I'll give my prediction on the uh, on the Thursday night football game. Hold on, let me take a swig of my water first. Hold on. All right, sorry about that. So it's already like eleven o'clock at night. I said this, I think, on uh, on Monday. I said that this is a very, very important week. This is a very, very important couple of weeks because you're gonna have a lot of teams vying for playoff <clears throat> for uh, for playoff. What's it called? For playoff for just the playoffs. Should have just said that for playoff contention. There you go. In the next couple of weeks, we'll know <clears throat> who's going to the playoffs within the next couple of weeks. This weekend, it is a AFC South doozy. The Houston Texans, 6-4, versus the Indianapolis Colts, 6-4. The Colts, I think they have the tiebreaker right now because they beat the Texans a couple of months ago. Now, if the Texans beat them, it's a tie. It's pretty much going to go to whoever has the better record. So this is a very, very, very important football game for these two football teams because whoever wins it is going to be the, the AFC South champion pretty much. Unless something horribly goes wrong. You have these football teams going against each other. You have these football teams. Then you look at games like, for instance, the Patriots. The Patriots versus the Cowboys this weekend as well. They don't really need this football game. They've pretty much secured their place within their division. But the Cowboys, they need this one. You know who also needs this one? Dak Prescott. It's coming off of a 444-yard game. Can you not see the irony in Dak Prescott being number four, having a 4-4-4 type of game? But Dak Prescott, he's looking to beat the Patriots this week because he's looking to stack up that MVP resume, right? By the way, Dak Prescott was just named the NFC 
play offensive player of the week. And I remember I was listening to uh, I was watching the the Washington game with the volume on. I was you know I like to watch Dallas Cowboy games you know a couple of times in a in a week. <clears throat> and during that interview, Pam not 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 even an interview. It was a sideline reporter. She had this break during the break. She was talking to you know to the audience and she said that you know Dak doesn't want to be paid top dollar. What he wants to be paid is fair. And the reason why that he wants to be paid fairly is because. He isn't an MVP or a Super Bowl champion. So how can he ask for top dollar when he hasn't done top top dollar type of stuff? And you kind of wonder, like everybody's been wondering, well, why is Dak Prescott playing great? Because he wants to back up his own words. He wants to back him up. He wants to say, hey, like, I got an MVP on my resume. That probably isn't going to happen. But you can understand why he's playing like it now because he's like, dude, like, I got to put this on my resume. Plus he also, I I think he just like for no ulterior motive. I think he just wants to be a great football player. But you look at all these stats, you look at all these numbers that he has. You also look at a lot of these other things that are in play as well. And you know, Dak isn't looking to take the deal when it's not favorable to him. There's apparently, there's been rumors going on around in the NFL Apparently, there's this mega streaming multi-million dollar deal that's going to be in play to stream NFL games online. Now, if you ask me personally, I think the NFL is going to 100% screw this up because they're going to try and ask for some type of a premium. They're going to try and ask for, well, you know, you may want to charge X, like, like an additional $15, $20 per streaming service for this instead of it being like on Amazon Prime where it's just for free. Uh, you just you're just a a Prime member because Amazon Prime is like a hundred dollars, so it's a shit ton of fucking money. But it's like with um with this company, the NFL, they're like, well, we want to overcharge, we don't want to undercharge. We're gonna try and scheme here and there. Like I'm trying to think of a place where they can actually put it that uh, that people are going to watch it. You can't put it on Disney Plus because they got hacked. You can maybe try and put it on Netflix, but I don't think Netflix would go for something like that. They have their own, they're, they're pumping out original content like it's nothing. So Hulu and Amazon are kind of like your best places. I think Hulu could probably be, you know, the company, but again, it's like, and by the way, they also charge premiums for certain stuff. It's like exactly, you know, do, do you get the entire NFL by watching, by, uh, by being subscribed to Hulu? Because it's like if, because you don't want to necessarily kill your cable, your cable audience, you kind of just want to put your market on the internet, but if you don't, you know, if, if there's no incentive to watch it on, on Hulu, then, you know, why would you want to watch it on Hulu? It's a very, very complicated conversation that I don't think the NFL can properly answer because I don't think the NFL understands the, uh, the whole market with streaming, but you know, we'll see. We'll see. So all of that kind of comes into play with the, uh, the Dak Prescott signing, the advertisements, all that good stuff. But there's an interesting couple of statistics that I'm going to read out to you. Apparently, the Cowboys, they are tied for for second on running the football on first down. This is the more telling part of this statistic. But when it comes to yards, when it comes to running on first down, they're 24th. Dak Prescott, on the other hand, leads the league in second down passing and touchdowns. 
pretty much implying that the team has this very, very simplistic way of running their offense, running it on first down. You, you get the you get the point. There's an even more interesting statistic. In the six games of 12 or more, where Tony Pollard has played 12 or more snaps, the Dallas Cowboys are 6-0. and Right, so let's say this. Let's say this. Instead of the Dallas Cowboys having Zeke in on first down, why not have Tony Pollard in on first down? Or better yet, you have Zeke and Tony Pollard in on first down. Okay, now you got something. Now you're getting somewhere. Or you have Zeke Olawale in on first down. Or you can have Zeke Olawale, Tony Pollard in. You can have a lot of different formations. Or Jason Witten, Blake Jarwin, Zeke, all that good stuff. Right? You have a bunch of different options when it comes to the formations that you're running in Dallas. So why not just why not shake things up a little bit? Why not have Tony Pollard in for more snaps? Because I think I hate how Dallas is utilizing him. Because I think they could be using him way more often as a passer, as a pass catcher. Because every single time I watch this dude play, man, I watch Tony Pollard play a lot. And every single time I see this dude play, he's making plays. He is shutting people down and he's making plays. I think to myself, I'm like, just, you know, just provide some confusion. You know, you don't necessarily want to pass 40-plus times on every single game. You kind of want it to be a little bit more balanced. But at the same token, you, like, you know, you don't want to fix, you don't want to break, you don't want to break what's working right now. You don't want to fix what's not broken. But you have to have that hindsight to be able to predict, like, oh, okay, this team, they're not going to just let us throw for 444 yards on a given night. Like, they're going to stop us some way, somehow. They're going to stop it. They may double up Amari. They may double, They may just sell out the pass. Maybe. And Bill Belichick, he's like, how, how can we stop Dak Prescott? Because what the Patriots, what they love doing is they love shutting down what you love to do best. What you, they, they love taking away your favorite toy or toys. And that's exactly what Matt Patricia did. He's a, he's a former defensive coordinator for the Patriots. He shut down Zeke. And luckily, Amar, you know, unluckily for us, Amari Cooper was hurt. So we shut down that guy. So who had to step up? Michael Gallup and Randall Cobb. Do you want to guess what their stats were? Do you want to take a swing at what their stats were against the Detroit Lions? Michael Gallup had 148 yards. Randall Cobb had a had 115 yards, and Tony Pollard, check this out, the third leading receiver on the team had four receptions for 44 yards. Then it gets to Amari Cooper for three of 38. They said, Amari Cooper, you're not beating us. Zeke, you'll have 45, you're not beating us. Dak, can you beat us with Gallup and Cobb? And Dak said, the hell I can. Not only will I beat you, I'll beat the brakes off you. If my defense was better, we would have we blown the doors off you in Detroit. Let's talk about it now. Let's talk about it. And then it comes back to what I wrote down a couple of minutes ago. You may be wondering, well, 24, what did you write down? What's, 
What's the final thing that we're gonna get in, gonna get to talk about today in this podcast? Twenty four. What is it? Dallas acquiring one Des Bryant. I know, I know. It's it's a pretty, it's a pretty. It's like, huh? What? Huh? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me let me set the tone. Let me set it. Let, let me set the tone for you. Let me set it for you. Here we go. Here we go. Yes. Turn it down just a little, just a little bit, just a little bit more. Is that good? Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Nope, a little bit less. There you go. There you go. All right. Now, Des Bryant to Dallas. What does that entail? What does that mean? What is you know? Why 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 are we going down that same road? Why are we going down that same path? Because it's not like before. Before, you know, you got yourself an Amari. You, you didn't have Amari Cooper. You had to rely on Des. Amari Cooper is hurt. It's obvious that he's hurt. He's playing while hurt. You can't tell me that he's not playing while hurt. You know who else was playing while hurt last year? Cole Beasley. We had Amari. We had Cole. We need somebody else to come in and help out with with the with the production here. And you're telling me if Des Bryant again, apparently he's gonna win. let me let me let me find Des. Let me find Des. Because I think he's supposed to have an open workout tomorrow. Hold on. Pause, 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 Hold on, hold on. Des Bryant like retweets and tweets out a bunch of shit. Hold on, fucking hell, man. This he he's tweeted like eighteen times today. What? On. He, he apparently said something on Twitter about the Cowboys and and uh, and the Saints. He tweeted like twenty times yesterday. That's a lot of fucking tweets. Holy shit, man! Talking about Colin Kaepernick. I'm reading his tweets now. Sorry. Hold on. 
Apparently, he got offered $20 million plus and turned down, turned it away because of how poorly he was treated. He says, I shouldn't have never have played for the Saints. Wait until you hear, hear the story. Y'all people will soon... Y'all people will soon see what real sacrifice is. Fucking hell, this is... Oh my god, I'm reading a fucking paragraph right now. What is Des doing? Oh my god. Apparently he's gonna explain what happened during the Saints, with the Saints in a couple... soon... You know what? Uh, seeing how much, damn, seeing how much Des is on Twitter right now. I'm, I may have, I, I'm, I, I may have to pass on Des. He, he's putting up a lot. He is doing a lot on Twitter right now. Ugh, boy. Holy smokes. Um. Yeah, I may, I. Oh my God, dude. Oh, Jesus. I was like, you know what? Let's, let's, uh, let's take a chance on Dez. is he supposed to he he's yeah he's supposed to apparently do the workout it's it's midnight so it is thursday he's supposed to be doing his workout today i think i'm not trying to go nowhere and be a starter on a team i want to contribute because i know i will be able to i'm feeling good in two weeks i'm going to reach out to teams and see what happens let's go x I think there still could be a shot that he could, you know, he could go to a whole lot of teams. There's a lot of teams that could 100% use him. The Eagles, obviously. The Patriots, obviously. The Cowboys, obviously. 
Uh, those are like the three top tier teams that I think come to mind when it comes to Dez. Because, yes, 100%, the Patriots could use Dez Bryant. Because, have you seen their wide receiving core? <laughs> The, the Cowboys as well, just as somebody who's going to help out with taking some of the load off. And, you know, it's it's strengthening your strength. You know, it's adding to that strength, which is obviously the, uh, the passing attack, the offense. I, I think that if he goes to Dallas, we'll see. But more importantly, Antonio Brown is kind of in that same situation. Like I saw recently that he just tweeted about a uh, like an apology for, or not for, but to the Patriots and Robert Kraft saying, you know, I apologize for what he, I did and blah, blah, blah. I mean, I'm still waiting for the allegations for the NFL. <sighs> Fucking hell, man. This just got... This got, I swear, man, some of these guys, they do more harm to themselves than anyone else could. They just do way more harm. Like, why did Dez have to go on that that god all that that God knows how long rant? And holy smokes! Breaking news! Breaking news! Breaking news! Antonio Brown countersuing Brittany Taylor for defamation, which is exactly what I thought would happen. I just thought that it was going to happen a lot sooner. If I'm honest with you, because I read, by the way, I read her, um, I read her actual, like, uh, her, her lawsuit on the podcast. It was like a couple of months ago when I was really following the story closely, I read it on the podcast and I was like, wow, like this is, uh, this is, this is, I, I don't, I don't believe the story that she's trying to sell. Like that's, that's kind of the, uh, the point that I was trying to make. Is there any basketball games on? Because I've literally had South Park uh, like playing in the background. Hold on. I'm watching the episode Cripple Fight. If you can believe that is like a real thing. Apparently my DVR doesn't want to fast forward anymore. Fantastic. Don't you just like how that happens when your DVR just doesn't respond? NBA basketball. Apparently... I don't know. I, I don't know when this was recorded. No, there's no there's no NBA basketball. Why is why am I still getting the live feed of this? I don't want to play it. Okay, so Antonio Brown is countersuing Brittany Taylor for defamation and interference with his NFL contracts, his money, and endorsements obtained Wednesday, which was today, technically yesterday, but to, today is like noon, midnight. Rape, sexual assault, blah, blah, blah. Brown, Taylor had served Brown with a lawsuit in Florida's Broward County Circuit Court on November 1st and gave him 45 days to respond. What? What happened to her other lawsuit? I thought she already served him that lawsuit in, like, September. Right? Because that's why, like... Hold on. Did she announce she was suing? What What? What? what exactly... Hold on. Now I'm already confused. Because I already... I thought she had already had sued him, like, a couple of... Like, literally two months ago.
Like, isn't that isn't that what happened? I'm not tripping on that, right? What? What? Well, I probably should have been following this shit. Because uh, a lot has happened within the last month that I got to get educated on. So, I'm going to get educated on it right now. You get, again, this is going to be some pretty interesting stuff. Follow along with me on this one. Because this is, this is the queen of the, of the NFL. If you get this chess piece, right, literally, you know, literally he's a queen because he acts like a diva and metaphor and, you know, uh, figuratively, literally and figuratively. Court documents show that Brittany Taylor has dismissed a federal lawsuit against Antonio Brown and will now take action at the state level. The document submitted on October 8th state that Taylor will continue to pursue lawsuit in state court in Broward County, Florida. <clears throat> New Antonio Brown's accuser, Brittany Taylor, drops... Fed what, what website? I'm on a, 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 a Pittsburgh site. Antonio Brown's accuser... I shouldn't say her name. Drops her federal civil... Well, I mean, her name is listed. I, I don't want to, like, you know send a bunch of negativity to, you know, this person, but Brittany Taylor, well, and eh, 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 I don't know, that's, that's kind of, you know, I'll say her name. Brittany Taylor drops her federal civil complaint accusing Brown of sexual assault and rape and says she intends to pursue her action in state court in Florida. I have no idea what that means uh, when it comes to like, I, I'm not a freaking lawyer, but I don't necessarily... Does that mean that the court dismissed it or did she dismiss it? Because that's that's kind of the real question, by the way. So apparently she dropped it. Taylor has filed a lawsuit against Brown for multiple instances of sexual misconduct, including some that occurred in the Pittsburgh area. Brown has denied. The Allegheny County District's office looked into the case, but say criminal charges cannot be filed due to the statute of limitations, which is, you know, you know I, that, that's something that we already knew. There have been no criminal charges because probably of the statute of limitations filed against Brown since the multiple incidents of sexual misconduct have come to light. Brown was released by. So let me let me break this down. Let me reiterate how I feel about Antonio Brown. I think he's kind of a piece of shit. Because there was some time, there was a there was this charity event that he did not pay for a painting of himself for charity, right? And he still got the painting. He still got like this, you know, this painting that this artist gave. It's like that's something that easily could have benefited the community in Pittsburgh. That's something that was going to people who actually needed needed it, the money, not the actual painting, and he didn't pay for it. Like he apparently he is notorious for not paying people, but. And, and how I know this, because there have been other people that have come out and said that, you know, he's done some weird stuff. Like, for instance, a doctor said that Antonio Brown farted in his face and the doctor was fine. And Antonio Brown tried to apologize for it, but he's an athlete. He probably eats food that makes him fart all the time. It was it was weird, but it, it wasn't that big of a deal. The doctor was complete. The doctor was just looking for clout. BET.com also reported on this. But why did she drop the why did she drop the lawsuit? Did anyone care to ask her why she dropped the lawsuit? 
In the dismissal notice filed with the Southern Florida U.S. District Court, Taylor's attorney, David Hass, wrote, Plaintiff states that no opposing party has served an answer or a motion for, uh, for summary judgment and that this claim has not been dismissed before for any reason. But then why did you dismiss it? She dismissed it. It wasn't the court. She dismissed the lawsuit in federal court. Again, I'm not a lawyer, but, you know, it's like, well, if it hasn't been dismissed for any reason, then why did you dismiss it? A review of the latest filing documents show a change to Taylor's legal team. That explains it. Jonathan S. Abadie was one of Taylor's representatives in the original suit. His name doesn't appear on the latest filings, but a new name is present. Andrew Knopf, can't say his last name, a Florida-based attorney has been added to the legal team. Brown has denied all all allegations made by Taylor. Did anyone think it was an intelligent idea to ask this girl why she dropped the actual, like, the, you know, the, the, um, the, the freaking federal sexual assault lawsuit? Did anyone think to ask her this? Because apparently nobody thought to ask her this. Did anyone think to ask her, why did you drop the lawsuit? Because apparently... I'm, I'm getting nothing. I'm getting nothing right now. Nobody, nobody decided, you know what? Why did you, you know, why did you think that, why did you, why did you not proceed forward in federal court? Why did you drop the allegations? Why did you drop the lawsuit? Did anyone think to ask her this? Okay, so <clears throat> here's another doc, here, here's another, not document, here's another, um, uh, What's it called? Here's another article. Antonio Brown's rape accuser demands ex-NFL star turn over private texts and home surveillance. The woman suing Antonio Brown is demanding the ex-NFL star turn over private text messages in court. Don't you have the text messages? Like, they're in your phone records. You can get the phone. Like, like it's not like you need your phone to get your phone records. The Like, you're... Your, uh, your, what's it called? Your cell phone provider has your text messages. They have who you call. They have all your numbers. They have all that stuff, right? Like, why couldn't you just go, go to your phone? Prov- I feel like this is stuff that you can do. Not even like, you don't have to, you don't have to go to court and say, Hey, I need your phone records. You can just go to AT&T or Verizon and get this stuff, you know, because you pay for your phone records, right? Like, does anyone else not get, does anyone else not feel that this is weird you know, that she's like, I need the private text messages. But it's like, can't you get them yourself? Let's continue forward. According to the court documents obtained by the blast, Brittany Taylor went back to court in her lawsuit against Brown. She served Brown with a list of documents and evidence she wants him to turn over immediately, which he's not going to do that. Why would you do that? She wants him to hand over private text messages, including iMessage, WhatsApp, messages, Facebook messages, Instagram DMs, or any communication that discusses the alleged sexual assaults. Taylor also wants copies of any messages where she was mentioned. So I, like, I guess what she wants him to do is she wants him to hand over his text messages, not to her, but about her, about the alleged rape. Oh my God. Which he's not going to do. It's not a court order. It's it's like, it's, it's her asking and it's like, that's not going to happen. Like that is not going to happen. Like unless he was, again, this is an NFL type of thing, right? Where it's like, unless the NFL 
was investigating this and and they were like, hey, can you give us your text messages so that way we can complete the, the investigation? The sooner you do this, the sooner, you know, you can get back to playing. But he, you know, he's obviously not playing for the NFL. Apparently he's going, you know, Dez is going to work out today. Apparently Antonio Brown, he may work out next week or something like that. But it's like, I, I don't get what she's, this, is a, this isn't the best way to go about this, in my opinion. It's not. Because wouldn't you have the evidence already? Wouldn't you, like, I, I, I don't know, like, Facebook messages? Like, couldn't you get that on his Facebook account? Like, wouldn't you just, what, why would you, why would you ask him for the messages? Why wouldn't you just look at his Facebook account? Like, you know, you know the time when you were, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm, like, imagining this from her perspective, right? So let's say you have the um, the timings, right? So you have, and obviously you can private messages, you can block, you can DM people. I get it, right? You know, you, there's ways to private messages. But what I don't get is like, if some of this is public, if you know that he said some of this stuff, why wouldn't you go to the sources? Why wouldn't you go to the people and stuff like that? Apparently she also wants her own copies of the messages where she was mentioned. Taylor also requests copies of his home video surveillance footage, including all interactions with Brown and a woman under the age of 35. No idea why that's relevant. She wants a list of any past alleged sexual assault accusers Brown has yet to responded. That's it? That's stupid. He's not going to fucking do that. And A, there's there's no past alleged sexual assault accusers. There's only one girl who says that he has sexual misconduct where he was walking around naked in his house and he walked up behind her naked. Obviously, that's sexual misconduct. But exactly, like, I don't get what she's doing. This, uh, maybe maybe it's because I'm not a lawyer. Maybe I don't understand the, uh, the, the scheme, the, the strategy that her team is doing. But it, it just, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me why she would move out of federal court and go back to state court and why she's now asking for all of these documents that she knows he is not going to hand over to her. He's like, I mean, you think I'm going to give you all of these documents? Fuck you. Move on. Like, he's not going to do that. Like, what, what, is, what is her plan exactly? Like, that's, that, this isn't going to happen. This is not going to happen. I just want to know and understand why, why she thinks any of what she's doing right now is a proper way to like to sue him you know because i'm i'm in the i'm in her mindset of like all right i believe that he did this to you all right right you know forget all the stuff that i know all right here we go why exactly would you move from federal to state that's my first question why exactly like even some of the wording in her own legal documents it's not wording but some of the situations i'm like that doesn't that doesn't seem right that doesn't sound right then i get to these articles and today antonio brown he's countersuing britney taylor for defamation which by the way let me take a swig of my water first sorry for that but by the way she 100% could file a uh, file for a restraining order against him because of the incident that happened like two months ago where he put her, himself, and a couple more people into a group text message and showed off and showed pictures of her and her kids to certain people. 
That's definitely harassment, borderline uh, threatening and antagonistic. I don't know if that's legal. I don't know the legal ramifications of all that, but that's definitely harassment, especially during a, a lawsuit. But I just... It seems like you could probably get him for that over sexual assault when I... For, and for rape, of course, over, not over, but because I just, some of her, some of the accusations, man, go back and listen to some of the podcasts, but, uh, and read some of the stuff on your own, just in case if I get some stuff wrong, some of the stuff, it just, it does not sound that good for her and for him. Like they both kind of look bad in this situation. Taylor had served Brown with a lawsuit in Florida's Broward County Circuit Court on November 1st and gave him 45 days to respond. In that response, Brown claimed his sexual relationship with Taylor was always consensual and that Taylor attempted to secure a $1.65 million investment from Brown for her gymnastics business shortly after Brown signed a 72... Oh, Jesus fucking Christ, this does not look good for her. After a after Brown signed a $72 million deal with Pittsburgh Steelers, the document state, Brown signed a confidentiality agreement with Taylor on March 8th while under duress, the document state. Two days later, Brown was traded from the Steelers to the Oakland Raiders as part of a three-year $54 million extension. The Connor suit claims Taylor's false accusations earlier this year affected his business dealings of which she had previous knowledge while spending significant time with him in 2017 and 18. What exactly was the confidentiality agreement? In the original lawsuit filed in the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of Florida, Taylor accuses Brown of sexually assaulting her on three occasions in 2000 and rape on, I think, the third. Or was it the second? I, I forgot which one. That suit was refiled in Broward County. I think Broward County is the county that they actually grew up in, or he grew up in. The two knew each other at Central Michigan, and the documents state the two had cursory communication from then until 2017. So from 2010 to 2017, apparently they were in. They were like Bible study partners or whatever. So you know they did the Bible study, they did the Christian stuff and stuff like that. And as they were in that college. Apparently the you know the as it goes from her side they used to watch what was it sermons and messages and blah 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 and stuff like that this is one of the weird parts of the story so you know 5 6 years later she is in his bed watching the same watching like a sermon quote unquote like they used to do in uh in in college and he comes up behind her and he jocks and he jacks off behind her and she doesn't appreciate that at all. Some people have already gotten it wrong. Like I've seen it on first take where let me let me go to this. I saw it on first take where Max and Molly were like, this isn't even assault. This is rape because she was asleep during this. And it's like, nope, she was 100 percent not asleep. She was awake. She said it in her court documents that she said that she was awake and she was watching <clears throat> uh, she was watching the sermon let me try and find it <sighs> let 
Let me try and find it here. It's it's definitely going to be buried under just like a lot of crap. Like a lot of like videos that have been posted on it. Here we go. This may this may be it. There are a myriad of allegations here. I counted them at three. The third one states, quote, that he forced her down onto a bed, pushed her face into the mattress, and forcibly raped her. Mm -hmm. Why is this just civil? Why is this not a criminal investigation? Why, why is that the case? Statute of limitations, by the way. It's, that's, that's why it's not criminal, it's civil. It's one of the it's one of the unanswered questions in all this. We don't know, Stephen A., if she went to police, if she reported this to police, and if she didn't report We know now that she did not. It to police and police didn't know about it, it would be hard for them to do anything about it. A lot of times in cases like this, people will not go to the police. Uh, and again, not saying one thing about the accusations or another, but we've seen, I've seen in many cases where people are victims of assault and they feel like it's an uphill battle. They feel like their life is going to be dragged to the mud and it's something they don't want to do. No, I understand why, excuse me, Max, hold on for a second. I understand <clears throat> what you're saying, but what I'm saying is since those are the specific allegations, irregardless of what she wants to pursue, why wouldn't the law pursue that Stat criminal? Statute of limitations, again. In light of the fact that she is mentioning the word rape here, forcibly raped her. Shouldn't the law yeah. take it into their own hands since that's her allegation? I think because they got to investigate it. A and mm. you look at how this... Hold on, let me, let me fast forward because this is... Uh, as much as I want to get into this, I also don't want to make this... like I don't want to make a mountain out of a molehill, essentially, and I definitely want to finish with the um with the rest of the uh the espn article as well so i'm gonna try and get through this as quickly as i possibly can hold on let me let me uh let me charge my computer really really quickly hold on That thing goes down. They might see, let's say they learned about this just now, like we did last night. They get this document, they take a look at it. They say, okay, we're going to read through this. I'm going to call a couple of the parties. In, when you have a case like this where it's he said, she said, you obviously want to talk to the principals, but you don't have a lot of evidence. You might not have a lot of physical evidence. So you want to talk to all the parties and then methodically. Yeah, got an ad. To the point of what do we do now? Does this rise to the level of a criminal charge based on what we know and believe from the people we've talked to? So I think you can look at this and say, man, this seems like a criminal case right away. But it all is out in the details, and they have to, if they want to determine that, do a thorough investigation and figure it all out. Ryan, normally in these cases, you wait till the facts come out. There's a presumption of innocence, and we wait and see. If this remains, however, merely or exclusively a civil case, the burden of proof is not the same as in a criminal case. It is not guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. It's by the preponderance of evidence, meaning more likely than not. Let's say a jury finds that in this, in a, in this, if it proceeds in a civil case, she is awarded damages. What does that mean in terms of what is likely to happen next for Antonio Brown? Well, yeah, I'm going to skip because they're, they're not hitting what I want to talk about. Now, at that point, you've got a decision. Possibly the jurors thought it was criminal. So I think the corporal punishment of his child. Per se, that's how they some folks viewed it, and as a result, he was taken off the field and put on the. Okay, so now they're talking about Antonio Brown. Are they going to talk? No, they're not. So, I'm going to like try one more time to like find it. Like one time for the one time. 
by the way, apparently he met with the league's investigators about a week ago for the uh, for the sexual assault thing. No, no new information. Like at all. Let me try and find. No, 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 no. That's thirty seconds. I did see something that was kind of interesting. Where was it? Where was it? Here it is. Steven Jackson questions Antonio Brown accuser. Why'd you still work with him? There you go. Let me uh, let me slow this down. It's like a minute. Steven Jackson is like a former NBA basketball player, by the way. He's a he's he's a former pro athlete. Do you think the Patriots should play him? Like, what should they do with him at this point? I mean, then there's allegations. So right. until he's proven guilty, you gotta let him play. Right. They got somebody playing on their team that just got caught with some coke. You know what I mean? So they gotta let him play. But at the end of the day, if you still work with somebody that's been sexual assaulting you, right. how's that sexual assault? You know what I mean? I, I don't know what's going on, but at the end of the day, I just don't understand the timing of it. It's a lot of stuff that's been going on with A.B. and she decides to come out with it three years later around the time A.B.'s going through all this other stuff. Like, it's kind of tricky, but at the end of the day, I'm on the side of the athlete until he's proven guilty. So shout out to A.B. Y'all know how I rock. And the NFL right now is talking about maybe suspending him with pay to figure it all out. I mean, that's going to affect him too and his head and all that. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, all that stuff bothers you because you're human. But you got a job to do. You got to block that shit out and play. And AB's been great at playing the last couple of years, so I don't think that's gonna bother. Uh, what, what about like the women out there that are victims too? Like, how, how do you? What's the sense in the way that's to go what about I say. that? You, 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 you only can ride with him until he's proven guilty. If he's proven guilty, that's another thing. But any man that has to take something from a woman, he's not a man. Any man that has to put his hands on a woman, he's not a man. So we're not talking about men. We're talking about something else. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Men don't. Real men don't put their hands on women. Real men ain't got to take that from a woman. Trust me. You know what I mean? So that's a whole different situation. Sorry, how, sorry for how loud that fucking was. <clears throat> yeah. Um, also, just to add some context to when the lawsuit was actually filed, it was filed the week of her wedding. So she couldn't actually go in and invest it. Like, she couldn't go in and uh, and talk to the NFL during the time that she filed for the lawsuit. It was like a week later after she got married. By the way, check this out. This is something that I just, I don't really get that much. Um, during during the alleged, not get, but this is something that sounds like really, really weird to me. So apparently during the sexual assault, the rapes, um, apparently what had happened was Antonio Brown's, uh, not Antonio Brown, Brittany Taylor, the uh, accuser, had gotten proposed to by her boyfriend like three weeks after the assault. And this is the same dude that would marry her, I think, a year or two later. Right now, for me, I'm reading into this. It's, uh, excuse me, if I'm reading into this, it sounds incredibly weird to me if this girl would do that. Like, all of the timings, they're, they're way too convenient to me. It's like, so this week you, so this week you get, not this week, but within three weeks of you getting assaulted, your future husband proposes to you. When you get married, you then file for a, a lawsuit with Antonio Brown? With your former, like, 
that just I don't know that just that just doesn't make any sense to me oh yeah and here's uh this may be it this may not be it either way like it's 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 buried at this point it is 100% buried like I won't be able to find it I'd have to go like digging for a really really long time but um just there's been a lot of misreporting on this uh, uh, on this topic on this subject in general and um it's kind of bothered me by just how easy people have read into this and how how not how they haven't read into it excuse me how they haven't read into it like i actually again on the podcast a couple of months ago i read the actual court documents and i was surprised to learn that not only was she awake but she described herself like watching a sermon online and then you get it on to first take that next morning. And it's like, they're saying that he had a, like, they had said that they were pretty much implying, they didn't say it, but they were pretty much implying that if he had done what he did, it was sexual assault 100% because she was asleep and she couldn't say yes or no because she was, you know, she was asleep. She was unconscious. Right. And it's like, you didn't, you didn't have somebody read the actual part of that, you, like, you didn't read it. You didn't read the document. ...assault by his former trainer, Brittany Taylor. Taylor accused Brown of three incidents of sexual <sighs> assault in 2017 and 2018, including an alleged rape, according to the civil suit filed in the Southern District of Florida. Brown's attorney said the wide receiver denies all allegations and said the two had a consensual personal relationship. The Patriots said they take those allegations very seriously. Under no circumstances does this organization condone sexual violence or assault. So, context, I think this is the week where he gets re- where he gets re-signed. He gets signed to the Patriots, obviously. And he's about to have the game against Miami. So this is, like, he gets traded from... Pittsburgh to Oakland. Oakland releases him. The uh, the Patriots pick him up. His life is going good. Uh, he's about to pretty much become in a super uh, become a part of a Super Bowl team. And he's realistically, if he had stayed with the Patriots, he still would be with the. Uh, he would probably be the primary receiver, the primary target for the Patriots. And by the way, he because he just tweeted yesterday or the day before an apology to Robert Kraft. He could still be a Patriot. Make no mistake about that. If they clear him. And if he gets cleared, Patriot. He doesn't, he's probably not going to be in the NFL ever again. NFL will be investigating the matter according to the Patriots. Brown is expected to practice today with the Pats. On that note, we now welcome in Dominique Foxworth. Ryan Clark still here with us. And I want to mention you were president of the NFLPA and you were obviously on the executive board. So uh, thrilled to have your take on all of this, guys. But Stephen A., I want to start with you. What do you think New England should do with Brown now? Um, I think they should they should wait to see what the commissioner decides because gonna fast forward. If you're an individual team, then obviously uh, you're innocent until proven guilty, and that's the approach that you have to take. It's the league which has the tool of the commission the commissioner's exempt list to utilize to decide, regardless of your guilt or innocence, distance. Yeah, yeah, okay, on the bench. That would be that would let everybody off the hook, but I doubt that. I'm also skipping because I, I kind of just want to get to the part. What they do, and I think from the union perspective, what you brought up, Ryan and I both were very, very, because when we were going through CBA negotiations, there was one team that was steadfast about that this was an ongoing situation when he joined the team. That would be, if I were the Patriots, uh, strike one and maybe two, maybe three, but... When I read, and I understand, I, we're not a jury, we have not been given instructions by a judge, we don't know all the facts or how they may be contextualized. There's a text message, reportedly... 
Here we go. Here it is. This is this is the part that on national television they get incredible and I know I've taken like 20 minutes to try and prove this, but give me time and I'll prove it. But this is incredibly important because this little part that he's about to say is not true and the fact that it's not true and he's saying it on national television is incredibly because he just lied. Like he just he he didn't lie maybe, but What's the word? He misreported. And this misreporting has been taken and ran with for the past two months. Like, she was asleep. It's rape. No, it's not. They didn't even read the, they didn't even read the article. They didn't even, not even the article, the actual lawsuit, which the language that they used was actually pretty easy to understand. Sent by Antonio Brown, which is now circulated. People mm-hmm. can see this. Where he claims to have done something while she was sleeping. Whatever else he denies, or even if the argument is made, well, I was just saying that to well, the, the, to there's strike no, back. There, there's it wasn't no even true. There if right, there's, there, yeah. there, there's, it's impossible to give mm-hmm. consent. Even if you try to contextualize it in a relationship where that was an ongoing understanding, that's a long way to go. Um, it looks really bad. And I'm not saying this is the proper way to proceed, because there is a presumption of innocence, even if that standard is lower in a, silver, in a mm-hmm. civil suit. But were I running the Patriots? Just beat the Steelers by a million points week one without Antonio Brown? Just won a Super Bowl? And I'm not even saying, well, you would bend your ethics in order to... Mm. I'm being realistic. Were I the Patriots, I probably would move on from Antonio Brown right now. Let me come to Dominique and Ryan with this question. Okay, so there you go. So that's that's kind of the point that I wanted to get to you. Because this whole, this whole, this, it's, it's been a shit show. It really has been just when it comes to the reporting and to back up what I'm trying to say here. Let me, let me try and find the actual language. Uh, I don't know. Again, some of it's going to be buried. I've already taken up so much time. I don't want to take up too much more. And I want to play Star Wars. I'm gonna, I want to play Star Wars just for like an hour, maybe two. It's already midnight. Antonio Brown. Uh, let me let me just try and find the original the original like lawsuit. Here we go. Read the entire lawsuit filed against Antonio Brown, Boston.com. Uh, let me let me try and find it. Here we go. Let me try and find it. Getting so many ads. Ugh. So what he's talking about, and again, they didn't read the article. Not the article. They didn't read the actual language. What Max is referring to, he's talking about how uh, he had done it when he had he had uh, when she was asleep. And I'm reading his text messages, and his English is horrific, <laughs> like it's borderline illiterate. But it's still you can understand it. He said, "I jack my dick on your back." Then it has X. Then. <laughs> fucking god it has an exclamation it has a space then an exclamation 
Then it says, slept with you in bed. Fuck your knowledge, bitch. I've been all pro before I knew you. Okay, I don't want to hear you flex. You hit me up online, bitch crying. I didn't hit you up. You never left my house since you had a hotel. You fell asleep on my couch. Fuck out of here. My baby mama trick your dumb ass. Blast me. You're a failure telling everybody you own a gym. What you gonna... What you going blast? What you gone blast? Don't fucking write my phone line. Spells line, Ron. Etc. <clears throat> Etc. Et then he just talks about all that, all, all of this other BS. But the line is slept with you in bed. I uh, the first line was I jack my dick on your back, and then it's an then it's a space exclamation point, probably because he thinks that's good. Uh, that's good punctuation. Slept with you in bed. I think I think what he's I think what he's saying there is he's like, you know, he he just slept with her. He didn't, he didn't like, and he uses a whole bunch of colorful language, but I think he, he's like, I had you in my bed. I slept with you, blah, 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 blah. I jacked off my dick. I don't think, I don't think he means to say like, I jacked off my dick while you were sleeping. I think he says like, I jacked off my dick and we slept together and stuff like that. I don't know. That's just my opinion on it. But that like short little snippet right there, that like, you not reporting properly on that, that completely changes the context of the situation because now it actually sounds like it's a sexual assault and she has actual grievances. And um, she doesn't. Because going further in the lawsuit, they quote tweet, they, they quote the actual tweets in the, like in the, in the lawsuit, right? That, like I'm not reading that off of an article. That's in the legal documents. But... Let me see. So that's, okay, so that's the rape. Apparent, uh, uh, apparently. Brown engages, this is, I think, one of the third contentions in the, uh, in the lawsuit. Brown engages in inappropriate behavior and sexualized misconduct. So apparently Brown kissed and grabbed her without consent so that is sexual assault if that did happen and then in late june 2017 this is this is uh when apparently uh when when she was coming in and visiting brown and miss taylor were watching a church service on miss taylor's ipad in brown's home in miami florida again this is directly from her legal documents as they had during their college Christian fellowship days, they often read scriptures, prayed, or watched services together during training visits. On this occasion, Brown was behind Miss Taylor as they watched the service on her tablet. Unbeknownst to Miss Taylor, while she was forced, while she was focused, excuse me, on the religious video. Wait, you were so focused on a fucking, on, on your script. I, I, I watch sermons online as well. I would not be so focused to understand, like to, to forget about somebody that was literally jacking off behind you, behind me. Like if a girl was like, she was rubbing her clit behind me, I wouldn't like, I, I wouldn't be able to hear that, you know? And, and again, it's like, I have to mention this. Why didn't you watch it on television? He doesn't have a TV in, in his room. Like, I feel like, I feel like what she, what she was doing was they had just had sex and or they were about to, they were about to have sex or they just had sex and they, and he just was like, you know what, let me bust a nut on her back to let her know I'm ready or to let her know that it was great or whatever. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, you know, he's kind of a psychopath and I don't try to understand people who, who are like that. But what I do know is that it sounds weird that for some weird reason, a grown ass woman is in another dude's bed and you have a boyfriend. 
Like imagine that. Imagine you were like, you know what? I have I have a you know I have a girlfriend and she's in another bed with another dude. Like that's fucking weird. Or the vice versa. If you were a guy and you're and you were in another girl's bed and you had a girlfriend, you're like that's fucking weird. That that that, that doesn't happen. That shouldn't happen. So. While she was focused on the religious video, Brown began masturbating behind her. Before she knew it or understood what was happening, Brown ejaculated on her. Specifically, Miss Taylor felt a wet spot on her back and then suddenly realized what had happened. Thoroughly disgusted, Miss Taylor exclaimed, Eel, Brown, unfazed by her reaction, jokingly responded, Oh, B, you know I'm sorry, then left the room. What? Miss Taylor was dismayed, confused, and embarrassed. She called her mother, who advised her to immediately leave. She also confided in Brown's chef, whom she had befriended, about what had happened and stated that she would not be returning, blah, blah, blah. Brown also bragged. Okay, so, yeah. So that's the private text message that I just referred to. That little, that little like, thing that Max just said completely changes up the context of the situation. 100% she has way more room if that, if, if what he had said had happened, but it didn't. It was like a 30-minute, like, little slot that I was trying to prove that. Today, and this is going back to the Antonio Brown article that I was just getting online, just, uh, just, by the way, it had, it had actually, it happened late last night, like four hours ago. Oh, all of this stuff just happened. Excuse me. Here we go. The two knew each other at Central Michigan before Brown entered the NFL draft in 2010, and the documents state the two had cursory communication from them until 2017. In summary, after enduring a failed business endeavor and also failing to gain the relationship status she desired with Brown, Taylor began a vicious campaign of lies and deceit targeting Brown both personally and professionally. Brown's filing statements, I guess, uh, Brown's filing states, excuse me. Yeah, that kind of sounds what's going on here. Like she's kind of scorned and if you don't it, like if you didn't hear the or if you didn't like catch up on what he what the actual quote was uh also failing to gain the relationship status she desired with Brown, which I think was like she wanted to be his girl or his baby mama whatever. Like it, it's starting to seem more and more like that. I hope I'm wrong. I no, I hope I'm right. I hope that she didn't get raped and all of that other stuff, but I don't know. The more stuff that comes out, the more that I kind of find like this, this whole thing to, and I don't usually go out of limb and say this, and I've already been wrong once this time, not time, but once this, I've already been wrong once when it comes to this type of stuff this week, but I, I don't think that I'm wrong on this. On this aspect, Taylor's acts have all but ruined Brown's career, causing him to lose a number of substantial and lucrative business contracts and impacting the public persona in such a manner as to cause Brown and his family significant personal and financial harm. The NFL, which interviewed Brown last week as part of the investigation, is aware of the filing, according to a source. Again, there's been no, like, it's weird because... When it came to Ezekiel Elliott, the NFL like interviewed one of he, they interviewed the girl, they interviewed his ex girlfriend, and they were like they were done. They were they had pieced out. They were like boom, like sentenced, right? And then it was the Ezekiel Elliott. It was Ezekiel Elliott's camp, and the NFL constantly in a legal battle after that. Ezekiel Elliott he appealed the suspension constantly and stuff like that. But now it's like I look 
at this, and I'm like, the fact that the NFL has taken such a long time to actually say anything about this, and the fact that they haven't actually, like, suspended him at all is very, very indicative of, like, how muddy this situation has gotten. Because they they would drop the hammer if they had something concrete. But the fact is, they don't, and they aren't. They haven't gotten something concrete, so they aren't going to drop the hammer just yet. Taylor's attorney, David Haas, said the client said his client will not be bullied. Today, Antonio Brown countersued the woman he raped and blamed her, her for the self-destructive conduct that led to the demise of his NFL career, Haas said in a statement. In the past, defendant Brown has used intimidation to avoid responsibility for his actions. However, Ms. Taylor will not be bullied and remain steadfast in holding defendant Brown accountable. Brown is out of the league as troubles continue to follow him. After Taylor's suit surfaced in September, Brown also was accused of sexual misconduct at his home by an artist who was working there in 2017. But it seems like somebody, like people are just jumping on his back, to be honest with you, because now it's kind of like, now it's like, hold on, I can't freaking rewind. Why the frick can't I rewind this? My DVR is, is, is stupid. But it's, it's like the girl in question, by the way, that accused him of sexual misconduct, pretty much accused him of sexual misconduct because her best friend said like, hey, this dude that you used to work with is in the, is in the news and, you know, maybe like, like he's, he's getting sued right now by a girl. Maybe you should sue him or maybe you should talk about it or whatever. Like that's the whole reason why she did it. I don't blame her for doing it, but it's like that's why she did it because she saw it in the news, not because it was like. Not because it was like, oh my God, like this, this horrified me. No, he literally came up behind her naked. Brown was released by the Raiders for contract detrimental. Brown is trying to get back into the league. He, and he even apologized to the Patriots. So doesn't any of this kind of like, this is kind of ironic that the day that he's going to, uh, going to essentially go back to the Patriots, to the league, he files a countersuit against uh, his, his accuser. Which, you know, you got to see the irony in that. But Antonio Brown is nothing if not incredibly unintelligent. So I said I wouldn't, I wouldn't follow this story um, unless there is breaking news. There's the breaking news. There's the uh, there's the information that is relevant. And the primary reason why I'm covering Antonio Brown at all to begin with, because some people are like, you know, well, why why are people talking about Antonio Brown? Why are people doing this? Why are people doing that? Simply put. Because he could actually impact who goes to the Super Bowl and who doesn't go to the Super Bowl. Imagine if the Patriots get Antonio Brown again. That automatically gives takes such a huge load off of Tom Brady. It puts such the receivers at each. Imagine Antonio Brown, Julian Edelman, and Nikhil Harry. They are all going to start balling out this season. And you like he's ready. He's ready to play. Everybody talks about how old he is. He's not that old to not be able to kill some people in this league. That's just the reality of the situation. So for me, this situation, for some weird reason, is both good. It's also both bad. It's good for the people. If It's good in the sense of if he can get out of it. If he can, if he can make this thing happen, if he can make this thing work. Uh, this could be a, a a great situation for him as a football player and for whoever signs him to a team. Hopefully the NFL actually
actually comes out with their you know with their news statement because it's like listen this could like you you got to get this done quickly like how have you not solved this how have you not figured this out i get it you're not scooby doo you're not an investigator why exactly are you investigating crimes then so in civil cases then if you're not necessarily an investigator if you're not like to be honest with you i think the nfl takes investigations kind of serious too seriously to be honest with you because the majority of people who are freaking out over this incident they don't watch the nfl like, if i'm honest with you they don't watch the nfl they don't watch the league sorry that's just that's just the reality of the situation like i remember there was this whole stance of like uh when michael vick was going to the philadelphia eagles there is this whole like mom movement that were like we don't want our role models to play for football we don't want you know a criminal to be a role model to be a quarterback and it's like you don't watch football to begin with you don't like you're not a philadelphia eagle fan you don't watch you don't watch this football team i'm like what are you talking about Right, like those people who were protesting Michael Vick getting back into the league, like you, like they, they, they didn't watch the NFL. What are you talking about? The same, like nobody, nobody who is honestly concerned about this watches the NFL. To be honest with you, like everybody is like, how can we make our teams better? How can we get our teams to be better? That's who are watching the league. I think Antonio Brown, depending on if he's innocent or guilty, because it's all hearsay and it's all dependent. And I've read a lot of, I've obviously read a lot of this documentation, but you know, we'll see, we'll see the rest of this. We'll see what happens in the next couple of days. And I think, I think either the NFL should have something in the next week. They really should have something in the next week. I don't get why they wouldn't have something in the next week. They interviewed him last week. He countersued her this week. Like, can can we get some stuff moving? Can we get some stuff going on? What 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 are you withholding with us? What's the interview? You interviewed her two months ago. You interviewed him last week. How long does it take to settle a verdict? Is he getting suspended or not? Is he getting suspended? Because teams need to know this because there's six games left. Is he getting suspended or not? We got to get this guy signed. There should be some urgency with this matter. And the NFL is dragging their freaking feet on this, making every single NFL fan just have to, specifically myself, have to freaking drag, have to have to wait for the stupidity and the patience of the freaking NFL. And you know what? It drives me absolutely insane to have to rely on this company to investigate matters that they 100% shouldn't be mattering, that, that 100% they should not be investigating, excuse me. This has been 24. This has been my podcast, 24's podcast, the best video gaming podcast on the entire internet, available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public, pretty much where you can find any podcasts. You can find 24's podcast. Like the song says, checkout time. We gotta go. It's checkout time. Tonight will be Thursday night football because it's 12 o'clock in the evening. No, it's up early in the morning, breast drinking as I'm yawning, just another day in sunny California. That's like the opening bar until Thursday night. Until tonight, I hope you have a fantastic day, and I'll see you next time. Hold on, before I go. Hopefully, there's some more and in actual information behind this whole sexual assault thing. Um, not just because it has impact on the NFL, but obviously for moral reasons. Like you wouldn't want, you know, like like obviously. You could then press charges on him. Or this could just be a a huge waste of time. Either way, 
it's good. Like, there's no in between. There, there really isn't. And I, you want, you want to know what I think? I think Antonio Brown fucked a lot of girls, and uh, I think, to be honest with you, this girl was one of those many girls that he had had sex with. And I think that she had thought that he was going to marry her or do something or blah, blah, blah. And she had found another sucker and another dude uh, to marry her. And hopefully that's not, hopefully that is the case. Hopefully she did not actually get raped by Antonio Brown again, or else I will be like Mitchell Trubisky again, where I didn't, uh, where I didn't think he was injured. And apparently he is injured. So um, yeah, that's kind of it for the podcast. I, just, I, I like too much. How how has the NFL not figured this shit out? That's my question. How have they not figured? You've had two months to figure out some pretty significant details on this. You just interviewed him a week ago. How have you not figured out any of the? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'll see you Thursday night.